The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Game Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Churchill, and today this is you are be greeted with this terrible Winston Churchill accents. Home, 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 I'm, of course, your host, Jack Newman, and I'm joined here today with Ben Hayworth. How are you, Ben? And I'm George the Sack Six. I'm, I'm Ben Mendelssohn, and I'm not creepy at all in this film. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Let's let's go around the bad British accent uh, thing and round out with uh, Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? F- fuck off. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, all right, coming around the full thing with uh, a long time in Sean Solis. How are you, Sean? I'm doing quite well. I've got a glass of scotch here, just a wee bit, man. Oh yeah, Katie. Katie would be really appalled. So uh, <laughs> today, if you can tell, we're going to be reviewing the Darkest Hour, the thing that's going to win Gary Oldman his Oscar. So <laughs> yep. there you go. Yep. Does Sorry. Gary Oldman have other Oscars? No, he's famously a non. No, he's uh, he's been nominated for a bunch, but I don't think he's ever yeah, won. One. I don't think he's won. Not so even a is... bunch, only once. That's really he's, sad because he did a lot of, of nice moments. genre movies and like, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, Sorry. and and being villains on Air Force One. Um, anyways, <laughs> exactly. uh, but the point the point here is that this is this is, we're going to be reviewing this film today again. It's really just a big character kind of a character expose for Oldman and his ability and just kind of like it's allowing him the chance to like kind of do his transformative character piece. Kind of the thing he's known for is being a transformative character. Uh, and just transforming roles and just being unidentifiable. Like he's the person you're like, I think I know that guy in movies. And then you realize, oh, it's Gary Oldman. That's right. And you just, you just don't know because he's, he, you know, he has, he is just like taking acting to a different level and you just kind of recognize that. Or that's my take on Gary Oldman. And he's just, he's kind of known, also more so known now. He's known in the popular culture as that acting guy. So it's, uh, it's nice to see. And I, I think this is, I think this film is for me like a little bit kind of like, humdrum but it's 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 kind of pushed along by his again excellent performance the case uh but let's start on the cast uh uh well actually i don't have a darkest hour summary i should read that uh it's world war it's world war ii it's specifically uh it's specifically the lead up to dunkirk and the aftermath right 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 and then he and then he gets obviously like the best Winston Churchill moment is when he gets to see we will fight on our beaches and we will fight in the sands and we will fight in the six. He leaves like a superhero. They throw all these papers and he's like, I am Iron Man, and he walks off and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, exactly that's exactly how it happens in real life too. Like he's just like, I'm Iron Man, I fly all <laughs> and, fly, and now I shall kill all the Nazis. Doctor Who's my bunker downstairs, and he's gonna help equip one of our flyer planes and go. F- Fight and rescue River Song and all that. Yeah, okay. yeah you can actually um, this movie with uh, with Dunkirk, like because there was like three Dunkirk movies last year. There was this Dunkirk and a smaller movie called Their Finest, and you could probably edit all three together and make like a super six hour movie if you wanted. Yeah, to. yeah. really, really, British people really got a lot to be proud of this year. I just saying, I don't know. They were really into why. Dunkirk. <laughs> like like every, everyone, all of a sudden, is like it's just like everyone like Maybe, had a mind melt in Hollywood. Is it a, like, everyone's is it doing a, it. <laughs> 
is it a Brexit thing? Are they all feeling bad about Brexit? So they're all like, remember Dunkirk? Oh, I, oh <laughs> fuck, Ben. That's probably is it. Yeah. So they're all like, remember, <laughs> remember when this country we was great. good? Like, yeah. <laughs> we weren't racist <laughs> shitheads. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. No, that's, not, not that British people are racist shitheads. I, I, probably, I probably shouldn't make fun of them too much. But uh, all right, let's go around the circle. Uh, Trevor, what did you think of Darkest Hour? Uh, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I didn't really realize. I mean, I've just kind of gotten a, um, a pretty comprehensive like British history this year between this and Dunkirk and The Crown I've, that I caught up on season one and right. two recently. Right. I kind of like, yeah, I um, I really like Lithgow's Churchill. So like when this came out, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't need to see Oldman do Churchill. It's, I've had I've had my quota of Churchill for the year. You know, I don't need more. It was good. It was good. <laughs> pretty much how I feel. <laughs> yeah, this really rewrites the King's Speech and like and like uh, Peter Pettigrew being like kind of the nice little Churchill in the corner versus like here it's like yeah the king was really not into it. You forget th- I, I I like really didn't know that he supported Edward the uh, five six seven. I'm just it's, doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting to compare like who's the protagonist of the film and becomes like the protagonist protagonist of the whole story because like here's clearly Churchill and then. King's Speech is clearly George VI, and if you watch W.E., it's all about Edward and, you know, the, the I forget the woman's name who who took off with him, and, like, George is a shithead, and Churchill's a shithead, and everyone sucks with them, and it's, like, so interesting the way they write villains around, like, who right. really was yeah, the think- shitty person during World War II, depending on the movie you're making, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, mm. but and that's the thing is this is this is like Churchill is the guy from this period. Like he is the guy that we remember for all the fireside chats, the speeches, all the things. So the King's speech is cool, but it, like even the King's speech like has respect for like Churchill in the same way. Like I don't think any of these movies are like Churchill's an asshole. Yeah, True. I was about to say they're 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 uh, they're they're not always two sides. I think uh, the the pictures and the crown of of the abdicator with. Uh, with Hitler and uh, just hanging out at Hitler's pad, kind of, kind of put that one to bed as far as who's the jerk there. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. they make they make that less of an issue in the King's speech. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of gloss they gloss over that. I didn't know that image existed, honestly. Like they that, put it, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah I, I will yeah. say that there is a nice there is a nice like this is a very this is a very like it's a very like political part of history and it's like a part of history that I never really learned. Like I know that like you know I know about peace in our time and then the, and then Churchill's right after that. So like that's cool, but at the same time, it, this is like. This is a whole bit of history that's like really interesting. That's that's cool and lead up to the. But it really is just like it really is just mark. And that's the problem with this movie is that it's a very literal interpretation of history, and it's really just marking time to Churchill's famous speech. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there are also parts that are just not, you know, accurate, right? Like Churchill right. never went right. on the fucking like the metro and the like the London Underground oh, and like. Well, no, <laughs> that was but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great scene, but that was not a thing that happened. That's that's a scene. Like I love how I do think this. The other thing about this movie is that the way it's made, it like it definitely signifies what a thing is a scene, and the thing is like this happened because there's like fast forward. It's like May twentieth, whatever you know. Yeah, but overall, I mean, I thought I thought it did a really nice job. You know, the whole the whole idea of the u.s being isolationist i thought was like played out really well because like i mean we didn't actually engage in in world war ii for quite a while 
and we were kind of leaving the Brits kind of on their own where, <laughs> you know, we were making plenty of money off of how much debt everyone had. And it's like, well, we're just kind of, we're going to do our thing for a little bit. And, you know, that's what's going on over there in Europe. And <laughs> we don't have to worry about it quite yet. So, I mean, I, I thought they did, did like a nice the part job. where they offered to give him well, like planes by giving it 50 miles from Canada and they have to come get them themselves. And it's like, wow. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's rough. That <laughs> totally <is> realistic. <laughs> that is shitty. That's also, that's also like a really bad, you know, interpretation of George the Sixth. He's like, I don't want to go to Canada. He's <laughs> like, all of the British people should die before I have to go to Canada. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 But um, um, I mean the whole the whole yes, I mean obviously Gary Oldman's performance was by far the the best bit about this movie. I mean from the opening scene where you know they bring him a cigar and scotch and like eggs uh, easy over <laughs> for breakfast. I'm mm-hmm. just like oh my god, this is phenomenal. And I literally I'm, I think the first like his face is illuminated by like the light of his cigar in the morning. I'm like that's that's just fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you has anyone ever done that? Like I I, I like try to do that and, like, <laughs> i like so like I, I like i don't want you guys to think i'm an alcoholic because i i'm not that it's a sensitive subject or anything um <laughs> but, like, i i like i like had like i like woke up and like had like a drink and a cigar once like in the morning and i was just like sick all <laughs> yeah, day I like, I just like <laughs> yeah i just like couldn't uh-huh. shake it like from my system i was just like it, it's just it's just such a i, I don't know <laughs> no. yeah you, you, I mean, I don't know. you have to work on that i i read a there's an interesting story by a guy who wanted to recreate uh a james bond novel and those novels have tons of like eating and drinking and he says like yeah. by day two he wanted to die it's just like how like, yeah. do people live <laughs> like yeah, james bond was a fat guy like that's the thing he, guys, like, he should be a fat true, cigar know? smoker yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's just like smoking, drinking martinis, and like and like and just like pounding steaks, like no one's business. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or worse, foie gras, which is just delicious. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. It's a it's a work in progress. I don't think you just wake up one day and you're like, yes, I'm going to have cigar and scotch for breakfast. Well, no, I, I smoke cigars on a regular basis. I just like switching it to the morning is like an impossible thing for me. <laughs> that's a that's a moment in your life, you know. That's a that's a day. That's a, that's a serious yeah, day. You tried it. It, it did not work out. Like, <laughs> what uh, is I, uh, going back to Winston Churchill? What's kind of fascinating about that. his character is that he's just such a He's a figure of history that like couldn't really have existed in any, any other you know historical context than World War II. Like this guy is just like ridiculous as a human being, and you know everyone's just like, where is this guy coming from? Like he's like drunk all the time, and he's like, it's, like I just mm-hmm. don't understand his schedule, and he's like doing all these things, and he's changing his position. And it like worked perfectly for World War II, and then as soon as the as soon as the war was over, uh, they elected a new prime minister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which they mentioned in this movie, which is kind of crazy. He like walks off rapidly, yeah. and they're like, he loses re-election at the end of the war. Um, I'll just throw my two cents on this movie, in that I'm not really a huge fan, and I think part of it is two things. One, I have a very complicated history with Joe Wright, the director. Uh, some people seem to love him to death, and I have always found him very troublesome. I'm not a huge fan of Atonement, even though I know it's incredibly well made, and 
Um, Hannah, I thought was kind of weird. My favorite is Anna Karenina of his, weirdly, which is like the one no one remembers. Um, other than Pan, which is like the worst movie that has ever been made. Uh, not really, but it is just it is just shocking. When you see Hugh Jackman uh, sing Nirvana to a bunch of pirates, your your brain melts into your head and you never recover. Um, so don't see Pan. Um, but Darkest Hour for me has all the problems I have with Joe Wright, and that it's just so uh, over the top, and every shot is so ridiculous, and it's just like incredibly pompous. And I don't really love even Alban's uh, pretty good, but I don't think he's like the best of the lot, or even one of my favorite performances of the year. I think it's 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 sort of more character than than actual performance. Uh, but that said, I, I, and, and the other problem is that I'm one of like three 20 year olds, me and Kevin Shield, some other unnamed person we haven't met yet who will like go hard for Lincoln. It's Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. We mm. fucking love that movie. And this oh, movie yeah, kind of absolutely. is Oldman's Lincoln. It is a similar, like it's about the politics of getting something really hard done, which is, you know, getting, uh, the, the war started and then not all dying in Dunkirk, you know, and Lincoln is. <laughs> Very much just focused on Lincoln trying to pass uh, the the 19th Amendment. Sorry, nerds. Um, no, not the calling... 19th Amendment. <laughs> no, the 13th I can't remember. Amendment. 13th Amendment. Thank you very much, <laughs> lawyer man. Thank you. I make movies. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, and I think Lincoln is just such a better film politically and historically and understands the stakes better and delivers a more interesting narrative to me and and if this was trying to be the British Lincoln, I just don't think it works. So no, I just well, found it kind this, of a boring slog yeah. for me. This is this is like sh- very 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 straightforward. Is yeah. it would be my take on this. Whereas where and that's the other thing too is it's it's we have this we have this like there's such a bubble to be popped and creating a film about Lincoln. That's why there is no film about Lincoln is because he's supposed to be this perfect this perfect character in that. And like we don't imagine Churchill that way. We do act, we do imagine Churchill as like this political actor and like this sassy asshole. Like that is in the he's like everything that's depicting that is, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's depicting him within the mindset that already exists, whereas Lincoln is directly attempting to change the mindset about Lincoln. So, like, the, you know, in terms of the lifts and fundamentally what the two things are attempting to do, it's very, very, very different. So, mm. you know. So, I, I kind of have mixed feelings because, I, I mean, every scene where Gary Oldman's on screen, which is like most of the movie is just fucking phenomenal. Like, he does an amazing job just getting that out there. But with that said, like, all these supporting actors, like his wife, Clemmy. Like even King George the the sixth, um, you know, the Elizabeth Layton, who's his, I guess, you know, secretary or whatever she is. Like all of these characters aren't really developed very much, and they're just like kind of playing supporting roles. And even like historical figures like Neville Chamberlain and Halifax are, you know, are just there almost as, uh, you know, they they don't really have much agency and are just there to kind of, you know, they're there for Churchill to defeat. Um, and I understand that that like happens historically, but I really wanted like at least another character other than Churchill kind of fleshed out just a little bit more. They're there to just gum up the works. Yeah. What did you think of, uh, Stephen? It's it. I don't know how to say his name. Delane or Delane as, um, like our, 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 he was, it's much more interesting here than he is in Game of Thrones. I actually kind of liked his performance as, uh, Halifax. The, um, what, he's Stannis in Game of Thrones. That's right. Yes, yes. Who are you asking, Trevor? Sorry. <laughs> uh, anybody? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually did enjoy a lot of supporting cast. They're, they're like all these Brits that I 
liking things, uh, you know, when, uh, when Ronald Pickup shows up as Neville Chamberlain, I'm like, you, I know you, <laughs> I don't know yeah. where I know you, <laughs> but I know you. <laughs> right, right. And, and there's a lot of those faces in this movie, which I uh, enjoy, though I agree that I, I don't think, I think this is part of my problem is that, you know, I, I did walk away from Lincoln with some memorable characters, especially like Tommy Lee Jones's character in that. And there's like mm-hmm. some other more fleshed out people in that story. And I think you're right at this one, especially for like his wife, I think it's like the biggest short shrift where she's just like, Oh, Winston, ah, you yeah. rascal. Did anyone else have a problem with the, um, kind of the framing device with the secretary a little bit? Like, I don't know what my problem with it was. It, it, I see how it fun- worked functionally in the movie. And like, she did very well and everything. I just, I don't know. It was, what, what it was, was like the court. I just thought it was one of the like cornier decisions in terms of like making it the straight Churchill movie that really bothered me more than anything else. It's like, here, come into the war room. I now you can come in here and like just look at this is where we are, just so you know, because you want to know. I don't know. It's just I, I, I liked were... that that happened. I just I, I I don't know. It seemed like an, a real angle. Like it took me out of it a little bit. Anybody? Yeah, I mean, I think they were trying to like humanize Churchill a little bit because you couldn't really do that through his wife because he was really just not a great husband or father. Like he really did dedicate like his whole his whole life to to politics and right. You know, I did like that scene where they had his family toast him in like that really bittersweet way. I I did like that. Yeah, that's a good scene. But I mean, I think I think he does relate. I mean, she I think she exists to have him relate to like the British people generally. Like maybe she's a stand in for like, yeah. you know, the British people. And, you know, she loses her brother. Right. Uh, and he's kind of sympathetic with that. And, you know, he wants to show her like what the situation is. And he like is able to get ideas to how to connect to people through her. So I see like what they're doing, but I agree that it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little heavy handed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and heavy handed is the, is the word that I would, that, that would come up in most of my counters to this movie. I like this movie. I, I don't, and it's funny too, cause I'm probably very, I sound positive about it, but I probably like when I like sit down to like rated, I'm kind of like, eh, here, you know, cause the movie, the problem is it's, it's the problem for me is like separating out Oldman's performance from the actual movie itself. The movie is such a humdrum piece of history that it's a history lesson it's a very it is it's a very good nice history lesson it's a it's a movie that a bunch of kids are going to watch in british primary school forever it's going to be put (laughs) on and here we're going to watch darkest hour this is this is what the spanish teacher puts on and like in the background is like you know in in high school when the spanish teacher would always put on i don't know why it was always shrek for me i i I, he would always put on shrek in spanish mine was always uh yeah mine was always we must have watched why. like that was such a better fucking movie. Who the fuck Spanish teacher do you have? Jesus. <laughs> it's mostly science teachers, and they also showed a lot of October Sky. Remember that? Oh yeah, okay. that was a oh, I love that movie. That was a big one. Yeah, they showed that one a lot. I got shown that a lot in school too. <laughs> I, a- I will always, I was always remember that sp- that for you know the Spanish for donkey is burro. So <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> This is, this is what Jack got out of a Spanish yeah. class. Obviously, I don't, I don't, don't speak Spanish very well, so clearly I wasn't like the best student at that time. Okay, so just chill. I didn't have to finish. I didn't have to take the Spanish credit at Trinity. So who gives a shit? So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, 
So I guess we're done with Darkest Hour. Yeah, um, we got to find some scores on this I'm bad sorry. boy. Uh, as always, first up in the scores is Trevor Flynn. <laughs> I give it a six. Um, I think it's God damn. Just a, well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a solid seven. I just I, I forgot about it a lot. I, you know, and it's a good history lesson. It made me realize like how close the British were to like losing the war and like how close Hitler was to ruling fucking Europe. Like, I mean, I hadn't really ever appreciated that before, but that's when you, when you throw this movie at the wall, that's what sticks for me. Like that's, that's what I got out of it. And that was a very valuable thing. Uh, it was a good history lesson, but uh, you don't, you know, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Even I just uh, don't uh, don't have a lot that, uh, that I'm left with other than that. Uh, oh yeah, those CGI shots where they zoomed out, like when he looks up from Ten Downing Street and like you see the whole city. I didn't like that. Mm, what, what, yeah. what 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 bothered you about it? I don't know. It just felt too CG for me or something. Like it was just like it was. It was the epitome of like how grandiose the movie was. Does that make sense? Like those like the zoom out shots were like kind of like. Uh, look at this epic scale of this thing. Like you, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it helped. No, no. I, 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 I'm not like. I'm not like. Like there was that Sorry. one when it zooms up. No, 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 no. Like that. It's important. Like that, there's that one when it zooms out, and then there's the other one where you it, it tracks the uh, the bomb falling in uh, Krakow. I think is that is that is that what it was? The the base that was holding out to draw the uh, draw oh, the Germans that away from Dunkirk. No, I yeah. think they were in Belgium at that point, so they were actually getting pretty close to, you know, to the to the the water, the channel. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point. But you remember that scene that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, where they all all the Brits get like killed. Yeah, right. yeah, they zoom out and they're like, "Where? No help is coming!" And then the bombs start coming down. Them. Yeah. yeah, like it was, Which it was is stolen good, from Firefly. Like... <laughs> yeah, that bit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, da da da. Uh, Sean. <laughs> uh, you know, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, again, I just thought Gary Oldman did a really really nice job. I mean, I I I think he. I mean, from all the movies I've seen, I haven't seen all of the the movies where the where the for the best actor nominee but uh he just did a really nice job and i think based on what i've seen he he deserves the win there um the movie again i i would have liked to have seen the the supporting characters fleshed out a little bit more but it really is churchill's show um and kind of seeing how he inspires the the nation and uh you know all of the speeches and how he's kind of like fighting against adversity the entire time where even his generals are just like what the fuck are you on <laughs> what are you on about <laughs> you know we should just uh throw in the towel and you know there's no way we're gonna evacuate all of these people um it was really one of these historical moments where you know arguably like one guy kind of changed the course of history um or you know i don't know if that's fair but he had a lot to do with <laughs> Right. The Nazis not taking over, um, and I thought they really like brought that out in a in a way that was uh, that resonated. Um, so, you know, I'll give this thing, I'll give it like a like an eight. I think that's fair. All right, Ben. Cool. Uh, um, yeah, I just I just I didn't enjoy this movie. I'm sorry, I just did not. Um, it's not like I hate it. Even it's just that I just I. 
seen a million movies like it. Joe Wright, to me, is one of those really frustrating directors who can't decide if he's just over the top or trying to be honest. I think it's why I like Anna Karenina, because it's the most. It's just like, he's just like, it's all on a stage. It doesn't even make sense. We'll put a train on a stage. Like, it's crazy. Like, and I, I appreciate the boldness of that. And like, either like, just have more scenes like that crazy one at the end where he's a superhero. Just make a superhero Churchill movie. Like, go all out. Have the scene in the train. Make him fly. Why not? <laughs> Just make him ridiculous, you know? Like, Or make it more of like a Lincoln, have a better script, have a more politically, historically interesting script, flesh out the characters, have more of like a, 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 a you know, obviously still have Churchill be your main guy, but like make it more of an interesting political movie. Because I've heard this story before. And there's nothing here that I hadn't heard in history class before. And Oldman's performance, I, I think, is good, but it's not like my favorite kind of Oldman performance, which is probably like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy or Dark Knight. I kind of prefer Oldman without all the makeup on. The, certainly, you always enjoy a good makeup-y performance from Oldman. I guess it's just not my personal <laughs> personal brand of Oldman. Um, but uh, so that's why I give it a five out of ten. This is perfectly fine. I get why people like it, and and and, and the kids will watch it forever in history class, and that's fine. There's, there's worse options, but it's. Uh, it's just kind of forgettable to me and kind of the, the epitome of that ninth best picture nominee that's like, oh, right, Darkest Hour. That I'm going to look back next year and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that existed. So that's kind of five out of ten for me. Fine. Oof. Damn. You like the, you like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy better than this movie? I love Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, dude. Oh, uh, dude, I don't even get t- Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but I it's, know it's, it's better than this movie. <laughs> It's maybe one of my favorite films of the decade. I love yeah. that movie. Oh, it's, that movie's so that, weird. Dude, do you remember that plane shot where like me and Andrew just like creamed over the plane shot? Or you oh, yeah. were there too, and we like creamed yeah. over it for like an hour. I mean, it was I, pretty. I, I, I creamed over Blood Tear. I mean, Blood Tear is like, oh, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> the movie made no me. sense, man. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you give it, Ben? Uh, five out of ten. Oh, fuck. Okay. Woof. Um, damn. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. I, I think it. I think it is a competent, well put together, good movie, and I think the per. And here's the thing: as a critic, I think the person that wants to go see Darkest Hour is really, really gonna fucking enjoy Darkest Hour. If you know yeah, what I mean. Your, your dad's gonna love it. Like he's gonna <laughs> fucking love it. He's gonna go ape shit for it. And the person that's like, I like Churchill, is gonna also love it. And that's the thing: there's something to be said for this being like the quote unquote like Churchill movie. And in my estimation, I enjoyed it more than Dunkirk. But that's not fair. I don't want to do that because this is these are two very incredibly different movies. Even though I don't like Dunkirk. Uh, uh, you're doing it anyway. I know. Just fuck, I just can't do it. Doing. I don't want to do it. I, it no, Dunkirk's do it. experiment. I, I appreciate how experimental Dunkirk is. I appreciate that as a, as a person who has studied movies. It is experimental and cool. I just do not enjoy it. And I hope no other movie has ever made like it. <laughs> I would watch, I would watch I, Darkest I, Hour before I would watch a Dunkirk game. I would absolutely as well. Where, where am I? What is this? Where, what am I? I'm in a parallel dimension fighting with each other. <laughs> it's okay. The Movie Gang Podcast gives The Darkest Hour 6.5 out of 10 stars. Huh, uh, that is brutal. a vague recommendation. Um, I pulled it for down. This, <laughs> this best, best film, Oscar-nominated film. <laughs> and I have to correct the record. The siege that we were talking about was not in Belgium. It was actually in northern France, the siege of Calais. Oh, Lord. Hey, I was right. Thank you. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) 